Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to another edition of an exciting Poetic Justice Society. Now, this one is going to be something special because I will be going one-on-one with one of the hottest artists in Kansas City. That's right, in Kansas City, Missouri, Lucille Terry. I had an amazing conversation with her, and I must say it was very sensational. So y'all sit back, relax, let's enjoy this amazing podcast with an amazing artist on Poetic Justice Society, where artwork matters. I checked out your page and I was amazed. 
um, especially one, I think it was the, um, the eye that, I, that caught my, it really caught my eye, Is and I was like, see which eye, um, which part? Um, um, I believe it was, um, oh, I got it right here. Is it the colorful eye? Yes. Yes. I'm going to make that one into prints, so that'll be available for everyone. Yeah. Then when I just doodled and just by accident, I was like, oh, this is beautiful. <laughs> but that one is made out of wash. Um, I didn't trace it or anything like I typically do. I just had my, um, not sketch, it is like a sketch pad, but it was for watercolor and wash. So I just started painting within it and was just like, I want to make an eye. <laughs> and that's how it was made. But that's kind of how I create a lot of stuff, you know. Uh, but the reason why I asked about the eye is that I'm known for making, um, there's a three panel eye that I've made and I've done it two times on three panels and one time on just one big canvas. But it's an eye. Um, and, the, and in the middle of it, there's Africa with the Pan-African colors too. Oh, it's so, like the third eye, or? I let the people come up with that. <laughs> but, you know, we could say that. We could definitely say that, but I do have a thing for eyes, thing for dancers, like this lady in the background jumping out of the uh, ball, uh, glass, whatever you call those. I, that's kind of right. Mason jar. That's better. Most people know mason jars when you say it instead of ball. They're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, so um, definitely like that. And then, like, the woman singing. And you can tell I like to paint women a lot. But I am going to take on a challenge and paint Shango. Um, I'd love to paint him um, because there's more to him than meets the eye, you know. And, and I want to learn more about him. And typically, when I paint my subjects, I get to learn about them. So. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. In your estimation, what um, art form of music can relate to your paintings? Hmm. I would say everything. Well, no, not everything. Not everything. Uh, frequency music, um, definitely um, R&B, hip hop, um, high frequency music, meaning like um, our Bob Marley's. Um, I usually used to play a lot of Ciroc before they started getting down on us about using music with our with our art, but I love Ciroc. She, you learn when you listen to her music. Uh, Soul Messiah, that was a late bloomer. Had I known, I would have been bumping him too. I found a lot of amazing artists through them. You know how, like, when you listen to an artist, uh, whatever platform you're using will suggest, well, you might like this person. Yes, yes. So that's how I found a lot of the other artists. But I would say music like that, like music that you're learning from, not just listening to Bippity Boppity. Like, I like it, but um, um, I want you to learn, you know? Yeah. Or think. You know, I want to inspire people to think. You know, that's why that lady's jumping out that jar, because I want you to think about it. Like, ain't no, can't nobody jump out of a mason jar. Yes. <laughs> you know, when you look at, yeah, you see, when you look at the artwork, there's always some kind of message that's being sent you see um because like you said the lady who's jumping out of a mason jar there's a message there or um you know the um 
let's say there's a pyramid that's being painted there's a message there there's a message there's always a message within the art i was just saying that because i popped on earlier and i was talking about children's art and inspiring children to do art because you know they're innocent they're not programmed as much so i mean they are depending on the parent but most children are not um and they express themselves freely you know with no regard it's us who come up and tell them and condition and say hey don't do that don't do that but with my daughter with her art i let her draw pretty much anything as long as it's not demonic <laughs> i don't go for that you know i'll be like uh why is this little demon on your page <laughs> like why do you do that let's throw this in the trash and burn it <laughs> you know but she's never did anything like that but she has made some things i'm like why tell me but her stories are innocent and and um what insightful so i that's why i encourage hey let your kid draw whatever they want and then ask them about it before you go in on them like you're not supposed to do that ask them what what does that mean you know and they'll tell you about their whole day and how much they're maybe first grade kindergarten or whatever teacher and made them mad and they painted this because of that reason or they're having a very fantastic day and they painted it painted their day or their week you never know what kids that's why i think their art is a little bit more expressive because they're they're not as trapped as as most people are unless you free yourself of course but they're not you know and so it's good to um get their input on what they feel it is what am i what are my words pretty much just get their insight you know yes yes it's Eva, personally how do you feel about your uh, daughter um painting i know it must be an exciting feel for you. it's amazing i mean but i like to focus and paint by myself So I'm learning to paint with her. Like I'm about to redo redo my studio and make some space in here for her. But um I'm going to have to learn to paint with her. I like to put my headphones on and zone everybody out and focus on the painting. Um so I will have to learn to multitask and I don't know like uh with like typically I say I'm channeling you know or surrendering so that I can receive whatever message I'm trying to articulate onto the canvas so like uh, painting will be difficult fluid art won't be because that's just kind of like you know off I'll have another section anyway for that and that in a way I feel it's more like a filling stone with fluid art um you know you can make it high vibrational or heck, I've made art when I've been mad even though I choose not to if I do it's going to be fluid art because it is just something about letting all of your emotions loose on the canvas and just letting the paint freely do what it wants. So that's why I've kind of stuck with it even though it's not something that a lot of people gravitate toward. I do it for me. You know, if I was doing art for other people then of course I'd be painting all this other stuff that people are interested in, but um I started back in my adulthood because of uh, just self-care. I needed a way to relax, a uh, way to be. Um I didn't see myself selling art or, you know, getting this far in artistry that I'd be going to festivals and things of that nature. Okay. All right. Um I have this uh question. What are the benefits for you personally ever since you started uh artwork? 
my connection with God is stronger. I would say that much because, I mean, I feel when, when I'm creating, I am commu- in communication with him. Um, you know, so therefore, it's more so painting. No digs on fluid art, but it's just too quick um, for what I do. I know it can get advanced and take longer, uh, depending on, like, what you're doing with piece. But what I've been doing, I've been doing it for so long, I could knock out a fluid art piece in, like, 30 minutes. The only issue is the dry time. You got to wait for the paint to dry. And now I'm adding resin to it. So it's like, I got to wait for it to dry. And I got to put resin on it and wait for that resin to dry. So that's the only downside to that, I would say. But beyond that, it's cool. But the benefits you get from it are relaxation. um, Also, just fluid conversations with people. Because, you know, hearing people's input on what they think of your art. There's, like you said, there's messages in it. So my message might not be the same message that you receive. And that's why I love hearing the feedback because it's like you're gaining knowledge, you know, and I love knowledge. Yes, me too, me too. I mean, you're you're such an amazing artist every time. Every time I look at the art, I have to say you're amazing every single time. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, have you um, had the chance to travel all around the world and show off your artwork? No. If so, what were the feedback? I have not. I've started in my city, and the feedback is is that they love it. Um, you know, but some people have been very direct. Like, you know, they'll come and say, well, there's a bubble on that, that fluid art piece. You know, you could have used a blow dryer to blow that out. And I'm like, uh, that's one of my earlier pieces. Because <laughs> I don't, I don't do I take all, like, so I, I'll take, like, level one stuff that I started off with when I first started creating to up to now when I go to festivals and so um it's still good to get that feedback and I'm able to explain why I made this this year and most people that appreciate art um with the new emerging artists will know oh I need to buy that piece because I want to invest in this artist because you never know what happens to that person in their career and when I get further you'll be able to say well this is one of her first year pieces look at this I got it but my, my father has most of that art. He, he already caught on to that and was like, I was like, Dad, I can't sell to anybody else. Why you keep buying my art? <laughs> so I couldn't deny him. He's just like, I don't want it for free. I want to buy it. And so he bought a lot of my earlier collections. He could literally go to, um, he has a room he built specifically for it. He's a carpenter. So okay. he, when he did his addition, a great room in his home. A lot of those paintings are in that room. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. And I know it must make you feel proud to have your father just buy up your artwork. And it is good to have the support from family. Yeah, I get references from him because of the way that he designed his room. One, he gets to showcase his craft by walking into the great room. And then um, he's able to say, oh, that's my daughter's work on my walls. Do you want her information? (laughs) 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 So it's kind of cool. But at first I was like, Dad, stop. And he's like, I'm creating business for you. You might want to let me buy your paintings. That's that's That's, that's right. That's the way to get your work, your your name all across the uh, 
you know, the cities and everything like that is spreading the word. That's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, um, like the Black Girl Art Show, I don't think, not in my city. I know that I've just missed two of them that were close to me. There was one in Louisiana, I think, that passed. Oh, the Texas one has not occurred yet, but I just, I couldn't do it. I got work too. I got a day job. (laughs) (laughs) And what city you represent, Miss Lucille? Kansas City. Oh, Kansas City. Much love to Kansas City. Kansas City in the house. Thank you. Yes, yes. Um, It reminds me of the Kansas City Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. And on top of that, to add your artwork, Kansas City is great again and again and again. Yes. Kansas City's known. There's a lot of competition here with art. Uh, It's known uh, for having great art artists. Um, Matter of fact, I think you caught me on a live when I was discussing one of our festivals that's coming up. It's in Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, But Kansas and Kansas City, Missouri are like brothers and sisters. It's really close. So, yeah, it's really close. So there's an 18th and Fine Arts, uh, Black Arts Festival that's coming up. That's, no, September 29th through October 1st. So I'm excited for that. So that gives me an excuse to make more black art, uh, which that's what I started off doing, is making a lot of black art. I used to make like a lot of queens, um, or trying to think if I got anything near me. I don't. I should have pulled it like next to me, but <laughs> back here. And I think um, here's a statement piece that I made like earlier on in years but got on my painting I'll wipe it off it comes off so I'm not going to trip on it but this right here and this was on purpose to make people think because it's like why is a bullet um why does this lady have a bullet and a fist you know but I want people to think about it like it's whatever message you receive when you see it but I was just happy that I could think around both like that's what I was just like that's that's a nice um, artwork. There is all about the message. You know, when you when you're doing an artwork, you know, you definitely want people to think and learn something. Like if you're watching a movie, you're not there just for entertainment. You're there to just learn something from it, whether it's good, bad, the ugly. Similar to artwork, you know. Yeah, there's a lot of messages in movies that people kind of miss. You know, because we're focused on like maybe the lighting something like that while they're saying a powerful message or maybe it could be a reinforcement of something that you already know or that you have questions about and they're sitting there answering it for you and you're missing it because you're focused on the mole on that person's forehead like mine's. You know, I wasn't even paying attention to (laughs) Oh, no, you weren't. I was just using myself as an example. That that doesn't bother me. Even with that, it looks nice on me. I like it. I had a friend that told me how to get rid of it. Um, and I saw her do it. Um, you just put apple cider vinegar on a band-aid and you soak it in the band-aid, the band-aid in the apple cider vinegar and you place it on the mold or skin tag and it will go away. Now I did start, I tried it with this, but this one has been here forever. It just shrunk, but it works because hers fell right off in my face. Wow. It, wow. Something else. I didn't know that apple cider vinegar do that but it does yes you know this lucille we have something in common you know why i have 
right here, right here. Oh yeah, I got them everywhere. I'm getting my daughter groomed for it because when she saw mine, she was like, um, I don't want those. And I was like, but they're beauty marks. Your beauty like, marks. Yeah. Like, be happy with it. That's why I never got rid of it. I, I started to, I was like, I don't want to do this. I've had this all my life. Now, if it threatens my life, remove it by all means, but it's not great. I tell you know, it's the character. That's right. I tell people all the time, love what God has given to you. You know, bowls or tags or whatnot is a gift. It's a message from God saying mm-hmm. you're unique. It in your own way. I agree. It contributes to your um, uniqueness, uh, you being different, uh, you know, just your essence. That's right. I agree. That's right. That's, that's right. Um, as far as I know you're in Tunes Fluid artwork, and um, does it have a spiritual meaning to it of, as far as the fluid? Yeah. Like this one, this is inspired. Like, I like making trees, and this is more so of my essence and my style that I'm playing with. But, um, I like to now just kind of create branches in it, uh, depending on what colors I choose. And um, it's whatever message is received. Like this one is calmness, I would imagine. Um, It's giving um, warm vibes. Um, It's giving, yeah, comfort. That's kind of what I wanted people to feel when I created that one, you know? Okay, that looks extremely vibrant. And yeah. And the color is just so vibrant and so um, eclectic. I mean, I just fall in love with it. Well, that's one thing. I love playing with bright colors. So you always see me using hot pink, purple, turquoise, um, or what else? Blue. Um definitely blue and then this is also my other favorite which is putting like the you know the browns the golds and coppers and white on black it just just does something like the way the colors just pop i like to make my paintings pop you know i don't want them to look flat and mundane um trying to see if i have any earlier work that i could show but i don't think there's anything that's flat that i've made Usually I throw it away. No. <laughs> There's another colorful piece right here, fluid art. Oh wow. Oh the um wow that that's nice. The little um oh it's a psychedelic group yeah. painting. I love it. Yeah, I forgot. And I love lime, but lime is a hard color to get in it really. Every time I go to the to the art shop, well Michael's is where I usually get it from, but I should order that from Jerry's Artorama just for any artist listening that's a good place to order your stuff from but like when I just want it right now I'll go to Michael's but I don't know I think people in the Kansas area and the Kansas City, Missouri area we love mine because it is never there <laughs> or they can just must be ordering one or two tubes for the entire metro I don't know what's up with that but yeah it's a beautiful color I'm telling you it really is, especially on artwork. So that's why it's so hard to obtain it. Yeah, but uh, you just made me think. There's this book. Um, 
is it the secret life of colors no i think i'm making stuff up um it's on color theory you know and so if you get your primaries and get a color theory book it's going to teach you how to make your own colors so really i'm not in lag all i need to do is learn how to make line through color theory you know and i'm learning how to make like fuchsia coral um what else? I think that's it. I mean, of course, I know how to make green and purple. And, like, everybody knows that in orange. But, like, you know, when you get to the more difficult colors, like turquoise, and, like, uh, you wouldn't imagine what colors would go into making your uh, coral or even your fuchsia. Sometimes it's kind of backwards. Like, you really want me to put this in here and it's going to make this color? Right. But I mean, if you listen to the study guys, it's, it's true. You mix those colors and you'll get it. And then by accident, you'll find out some colors make colors. Like I think blue and orange make brown. Yeah. Yeah. So like with fluid art, if your paint is too runny and you got a blue and an orange and you're trying to make a vibrant painting, you better make sure that those colors can. That's another thing with fluid art. It's like science because you have to mix your own colors you got to know how much medium to pour into it the pouring medium that you're using um i don't like the cheap ones anymore because i sell my art so i don't want to make any mistakes whereas i'm buying another jug for the cheap stuff just to make a good one you might as well just invest in a good product so you'll get good results every time so there's science that goes into it too so the paint consistency if it is off the colors will run together or like this one that I have here. I'm not a superstar. Sometimes you're going to have mistakes, but this is kind of a beautiful mistake. Yeah, on it. If I show you the video, you wouldn't imagine that this is what came from that video. Because when I made it, everything, it was a uh, three cup pour, um, and I layered the colors. And uh, But what happened was the black paint was too thin so it caused all the other paints to kind of separate and just do wonky things and that's where the cracks in it come from but it still adds character like i can still put resin on it but i don't know yet i, I just don't know so that's why it's like that when i see that painting i can imagine being in a galaxy a galaxy to where you're exploring something in a new planet that's how that painting reminds me of it's such a beautiful thing to see Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Have you ever had a time where somebody looked at your art and tried to force you to be politically correct? Has that ever happened? Of course. So, I mean, if it happens in regular everyday life, of course it's going to happen in art. You know, so I've had people try to tell me to stick to a niche. You know, oh, you can't paint and do fluid art. Or um, if you paint, you got to paint only this. Um, I've never been that type of artist. I paint what I like and I paint what I want. Um, and I don't prefer to do commissions. I know some people do it, but I just don't. I'm a soul artist. Therefore, I create what, you know, is on my heart. Um, there are some artists who are talented enough to be able to, like, make replicas or even just make something that they envisioned in their mind. You know, and maybe one day I'll get to that level, but I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. I prefer to kind of just be spontaneous with my art. I don't like 
having like rules and control added to it, it's freeing for me. You know, so that's why, you know, I prefer fluid art because I, uh, I can be a perfectionist. And so I used to think like the, the lady in the back jumping out the jar, I used to think that painting was ugly. And I was just like, like, but that's a part of me. So how can I say that's ugly? Um, it's something that I created and I need to find the beauty in it. You know, and the beauty is the message. It's just that she's free. Um, she got freed from that jar and uh, she's a free soul. And if it was close enough, you'll see like little yellow dots all over it. Hey there. Hey. You'll see yellow dots near where she's jumping out. And that's a representation of the other souls that were freed with her. She's not the only one that's free. So she's just like springing on out only one showing but everybody else is like well, I'm, I'm out of here <laughs> <laughs> well I'm telling you you are, you are a definite uh, genius have you ever considered um, like Thank you. an autobiography or a book on artwork not necessarily I did think about doing a coloring book you know for adults but then I just I just don't feel the need to at this point in my life I can't say no because you never know what the future holds for you. But that's something that I definitely would possibly do. Okay. I'm gonna say it. yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That's uh, luscious beauty creation says beautiful artwork. I 100% agree. It is an amazing artwork. It's amazing. I love it. Love every single bit of it. Thank you, would. But you're going to start seeing more pieces that I paint. Um, also, I like painting masks, too. Um, African masks, specifically. Okay. Yeah, African masks, specifically. So I do need to make a lot of those for the art fair, because I want to have that available. Um, and then um, there's another piece that's too far that I'm staring at, but maybe something like her collage art, where it's like... Um, Maybe I'll do a, a head of a lady, and then I'll include, like, maybe some fabric for her crown. I love to give women crowns. You know, I just, we don't get enough of it. So we need more paintings with women with crowns. So well, I like that, too. Well, you know what? I'm going to make a crown and give it to you because you are the queen of artwork in Kansas City. Not only in Kansas City, but all across the world. I love every bit of it. Well, um, get back to that, I promise. I think I've sold to, let me check if I remember my states. Virginia, I got art in California. There's some in Las Vegas. Okay. Um, and then I stopped. I stopped my website. And I might build it back, but I'm just focusing more on local people right now. But when I start making prints, I have my website's going to be great. So that way I can just get my print shipped out. You know, and that personal touch, especially with my audience bride. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. That's so wonderful. Um, Miss Lucille, um, as far as um the artists out there today in the yesteryear, who's the um, artist that catches your eye? Uh, she still does, and she's untouchable. She is phenomenal, Kara Walker. My art is nothing like hers, but Miss Walker, um, she touches a lot that impacts the black community and like a lot of the past that we've been through. And she, she's found a way through silhouettes 
to beautify it and provoke thoughts. Um, she's revered by so many people and like, um, like she is a world renowned artist, you know, and I wouldn't say that I want to be like her. I just, I want to be me, you know, but I really appreciate her and, um, gosh, who else? There's a quilter. She makes like, um, beautiful art pictures, but I think she's since in past actually. But I started studying her and I forgot her name. I'm, I should do better with that. But Kara Walker, I know for sure her name. Because I even painted her. Because I was like, I love her. I have to paint her. <laughs> you know, and I don't usually do that with stars or anybody. I, I'm just like, nah, there's enough people out there creating, you know, celebrities. I don't want to do that art. I, I want to be different. You know. That's right. That's, that's right. And. I'm telling you, it is your artwork is very unique in um, so many ways. Um, if you had to, you know, besides Kansas City, if you had to travel a city here or a country there that you haven't been to to showcase your artwork, where would you love to go? Selfishly, I go to the Virgin Islands as well. The feature lives there, and um, I get to see a lot of their culture and. Um, I just love the Islander cultures. I'll go to Trinidad. <laughs> I don't know much about Trinidad, but maybe one of the, you know, Islander towns, you know, um, only because it seems like they're more aware of life. They're more intentional. And I hate to generalize groups, but I'm sorry. All, all of my Islander girls or my friends uh, that come from the islands, they are wiser you know, they just tend to know a little bit more than the average bear. Let me put it that way. And I'm not making any digs at us Americans. You're American, right? Yeah. You're from here, not from the island and you're transplanted here. Yeah, I'm American, but some people think I'm from uh, India because uh, sometimes I do talk a little different compared uh-huh. to this. But yeah, I'm purely American. But hey, I agree with you 100%. You know, certain cultures are into certain artwork or certain entertainment and certain athletics you know it we're different so it's yeah i totally agree with you yeah okay yeah yeah, yes um with all the artwork you have done i know all of them are amazing but which one has caught your eye your as far as your work my my three panel eye that i did earlier on uh that caught a lot of people's attention um when i made it um I just like it because it's just, um, it's of course a brown person and then, you know, you have their eye structure and I used to do like recreations of my first year art just to track my growth and uh, I'm just, that's one piece that I'll forever love because of one, I've done it in acrylic, I've done it in oil, Um, I haven't tried in watercolor and gouache because it's just too runny. <laughs> like have some kind of control, but I mean, if I had my choice, I'd probably paint it in oil again because it shows up more vibrantly. Uh, you're able to manipulate it a little bit more. It's just the drying time again is kind of annoying. But I've learned new tricks along the way, so I'd actually be able to paint it and get it to dry the way I wanted to. <laughs> I was what I was doing was using too much paint, and that's what you would do as a new artist, not knowing like I'm self-taught. So I didn't go to college to learn 
like, oh, you should use this thinner, or you should just use this much paint for this big entire canvas. I mean, that's, I guess, why oil paint is so expensive, but it lasts so long. Like, it doesn't take an absorbent amount of time to go through your oil paint, unless you were doing what I was doing when I started off, which is, like, using way too much pigment and not, like, uh, thinning it out so it gets brushed over the canvas properly. Cool. That's, that's, that's wonderful. Um, Miss Lucille, have your artwork has gone into auction before? Have you ever experienced that? No, not at all. Uh, but right now, I currently have an exhibition with Natasha Rita Gallery. Uh, she is in Kansas City, Missouri. It's been going on since July, and it's about to come to an end on August 31st. Okay. Yeah. So this will be my third show, and I think I did a solo, um, and then a shared, and this one is also a shared. So it's me and two other artists, and I know one lady's name is Tiffany. Gosh, and I forgot the other woman's name, but she is a sweetheart. Um, she got to do, partake in one project that we have here in our city. It's, um, I think it's called the Parade of Hearts. And any artist in the cities usually jump in to be a part of that project because they take the hearts and uh, they place them around the city and like create these cute little mats for children and adults to like go find them and take pictures with them. So you're getting exposure that way as an artist if you do get involved. But that wasn't um, most artists' intention for joining that. It was just, I just love creating art and I want to do it. and that's how, so that woman that I'm discussing, she was able to partake in the first one. And I think that happened in 2020 or 2019. And they've since then been doing it. But I remember um, it, it just brought a lot of joy to the city because of, uh, um, you know, with, you remember what happened in 2020. I don't want to talk about that sickness. I'm so sick hearing that word. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, it just brought a lot of joy to the city because people were traveling around, you know, in their free time, taking pictures with all of these beautiful hearts that were made by, I don't know how many they do. I can't tell you how many they do, but it's about 25 to 50 of them. And they just set them up in different areas of the city. And it just beautifies the city and brings people together to be like, oh yeah, I saw that heart too, girl. I didn't with that heart. So that's something, a project that I would probably want to look into getting involved in, but I won't do that until I'm in the studio. I do not want a heart in my living room. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Those things are huge. They're like five feet tall, you know, and it's three-dimensional, so it's not flat. Like, so you're doing a lot of work. It's not an easy flat canvas that everybody's used to. But for me, I've been thinking about what I want to do to it. I'd probably just pour paint on it. <laughs> Do a paint pour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and as an artist, what color intrigues you the most? I don't know if I asked you that. Of course, I'm gonna say blue. I love blue. Yeah, I love blue. blue. It's my nickname, actually. And um, it's just—I think it's a neutral color for everybody. Like, um, and you, as you can see, I like to use blue a lot. You know, in these three paintings you see there, you see that abstract piece that I made that's textured with like three different blues on it. And then it's got um, gold. I just poured gold over the top to let it run down to the bottom. 
you know, so that's how that one was created. But if I pull it up close to the camera, you'll see like wrinkles, but I did that on purpose. I created that with, it wasn't paper, it was tissue paper. Yes, it was tissue paper. And then I covered the tissue paper with paint and just did my whole thing. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Um, if you, um, you know, ever had a conversation with um, an artist that is struggling to make it, what advice would you give to that artist? That's persevere. Well, I came across a, a teaching, and the man was pretty much just saying, you know, you got to create from the heart. You know, if you're creating with any other intention. Um, there's some people who create just because they know they want to get paid. And that's cool and all, you know, but um, we forget that there's an essence to art. That's There's a beauty to it. It's freeing. It's it's not to be trapped. It's not to be monetized and auctioned off, even though that would be great. But that's not, the, the, that should not be your general purpose when you get a blank canvas and you start creating. It should just be you and that canvas and that is it and everything else is extra that's what i always say you know um now too the the ones that are trained in school like they're trained to learn to live off of their art you know and you know if you have enough drive you'll do it like i know some artists that are like look i either gotta get groceries or i got this gallery event coming up and i need to get prepared for and they will go buy all the art supplies and starve because they love art that much. And I respect people like that. I mean, it just depends on the person. But one thing I say, just don't create art out of greed. Create it out of love. Create it uh, to mean something. Let it be meaningful. Otherwise, it's just some art that you do together. You know, it, it don't mean nothing. It doesn't have any intention with it. And people can pick up on that. Yes. And do you think about art from my house for that reason? Oh, yeah. I'd be like, oh, I don't care for that artist no more. Hey, bro, you want this painting? <laughs> <laughs> and do you think that kind of mentality would um, affect the um, art landscape or the um, landscape itself? It People may. get so crazy. What? So with me saying that, I would say to a certain degree it may, because I could be saying this out of ignorance, you know, but that's just it's my belief, you know. Um, and there are people who believe that. They don't want to buy greedy art. Like, I'll pay six or a thousand dollars for a good piece of art if it is a good piece of art and it has an essence within it. Um, also, you got to understand, an art appreciates. It does not depreciate. You know, so yeah, if you go to get some dollar store or dollar general art, yeah, that, that is going to depreciate. But if you get art from a known artist, you can pass that down to your children. It's like getting collectible cars and all these other things that people like to invest in. It's like uh, you can get something cute to put on your wall and it can sit there for about a good 10 to 20 years or less. And it might multiply more. I mean, I've had people buy paintings from me and resell it and make much more money than me. <laughs> That's, that's the beauty of art. Yes, and I can see you're very dedicated. You, I know we need money, but it's for the love. And for that, I respect you for it. I really do. I really do. Yeah. And um, I 
wanted to ask you this. Um, you talk about, you know, you had your um, earlier work, you know, doing black art. Um, which one comes to mind as the more uh, political sad? Mm. I would say I didn't know that Bullet in the Fist was going to be, but that's how it's perceived. I remember when I first... I made that maybe in 2019, 2020, or maybe even before I created this account. But I remember I posted it and all of a sudden it created a buzz. And I was so new, I was just too freaked out. I deleted that sucker. Cause I was just like, I don't want this heat. Y'all can keep that confusion to yourself. Cause at that time I didn't do lives. I wasn't talking, wasn't giving explanations. So it was just kind of like a bullet in a fist, right. you know, four minutes this and that and whatever they were thinking for all I know um, but I since then shook that off and I'll that's why I show it I'll show it wherever because it is what it is it's my art you don't like it look the other way look the other way turn the other way or look out the front doors <laughs> I see that I don't, I don't care for I just look the other way yeah sometimes you know people gonna have differences of opinion just can't let it bother you you know you just gotta love what you do here, love the work that you care for and that's I, all in matter of fact i've released that around election time of a certain president that we don't care for i'm gonna just say um so a lot of those supporters saw it and they just was like oh they're getting in power oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> i think that's what that was yeah. so i just really took it down so i was like i don't want them supporters coming after me <laughs> yeah, some of them can be a little crazy, you know. <laughs> some of them can, but actually, um, no, I, I'd like to say, I don't know how they feel now. I need to check in with my friend, but I do have a friend that, that supported him. Um, yeah, I, I, he's I, not black. Yeah. I, I have a few friends that supported him too, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But I still love them through it. You know, yeah. I feel bad for the ones that did lose friends and family members because of their choices. But I chose not to throw people in the trash just because, I mean, if anything, they were being misled. They just didn't look clear enough. Um, it's just like getting mad at someone for, no, I'm not going to reduce that. No, I'm not. People have certain reasons for why they, like, I'm not talking to that person. Because there were some people during that time that were just saying a lot of things that were just like, why you say that? Been independent as far as 
politically the president dead is there you now I can't stand but I just it's neither here nor there yeah let's not even go there yeah. I, I, I mean, which that I think I say my artistry has contributed to that it's just kind of like I'm just in the middle I mean yes I know people want you to choose you gotta choose a side I know no. I, I didn't uh, actually uh, I wouldn't change my standing to nothing because I just I, I don't no, I'm, I'm one, and I will choose accordingly to whoever presents their information with the most facts, you know, because I usually look them up and all that stuff around that time. I don't watch too much news and let the people tell me. I like to read for myself. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just the news. They can't be trusted, so I'll just, like, go off to another source, and, you know, I tell people, you know, just... Focus on what you love. Focus on your passion because the news is going to be the news. But your passion and your focus and your drive is more important. Mm-hmm. They spit out to you. you know? I'm telling you, I survived without watching the news. Like, I was trained as a child to think that watching the news was the best thing of your day. And you need to watch the news. You know, no hits to my family. You know, <laughs> it, was, it was just kind of like, as I came up and realized, I think that era is what made me like turn the TV off because it's just kind of like, okay, this is getting ridiculous. Like, you know, I don't know if you're doing this for attention or what, um, but this just ain't cool. Like, it's, that's not what our values should be based upon, you know. And then this is coming from the top, and you you expect the the ones below to behave properly. That's right. Like. You know, but I survived the whole time. Now, sometimes I check into it, but not very much. I just watch it for the weather. I turn that off before I hear about any violence or whatever. I just, it's going to come to me however way. If I read a news article, I'm going to see it. Um, You get on social media, somebody's talking about it. Um, You know, you go to Facebook, one of your friends is giving you an update of the news. You know, so even if you avoid it, the news will find you. Have, have you ever heard the book called Inner Simplicity by St. James? No, but, but I need to get it. It sounds interesting. Because it talks about the same thing that you're talking about. And there's a chapter to where she says that avoid the news. The news, you, you don't have to listen to the news to be informed. You know, everybody wants to be informed about this and that on the news. It's like sometimes you need to turn the TV off. Get your yeah. mind at ease. Get your mind to get your mind to yourself, you know. And I don't want to get too far with it, but it's TV programming. Yes. Television programming. So, do you want to program, or do you want to program yourself? Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. And that's why I tend to not watch. Hey there. Hey. I do. Miss what day? not to watch too many other artists as well because I want to develop my own style and I don't want somebody else coming to say hey you copy my stuff That's anyway I'm over that part um, so I have been watching some people's art but it's like um, at the end of the day we're all one you know we need to stop forgetting that yes. you know? and so, so we're going to create things that are similar it's, it's going to happen like they're going to be similar but not exactly the same Absolutely. 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 Yeah. Anyone or, you know, that is look at your artwork, try to compare you 
to an artist at that? I haven't gotten that yet. That's a good question. I have not gotten that yet. Um, no, I did. Um, what is her name? Um, when I was painting my oil paintings, there was this, uh, goodness. She is very prominent, too. I'm mad that her name is not in my head. Sorry about that. Oh, this is my mom. I had to stop that noise. Mm-hmm. So, um, Clementine Hunter, that is her name. Okay. Clementine Hunter, um, she was a painter, actually, from in the slavery time. She painted on a plantation. That's how much she loved painting. And um, really, a lot of her earlier pieces, I think it's because she painted to the left, if I cannot, if I'm not mistaken, I think her figures were always to the left, right. and that's kind of what made her famous. And then, plus, think about it: you're going through all this horrible mess, and you're creating this beauty in the midst of this mess. You know, waking up hearing these stories every day about, you know, your neighbor, your cousin, sister, brother, if they were still around, because you know how everybody was separated. Right. So. And here's Clementine I'm creating these beautiful paintings during that time. You know, how could you channel that energy? You know, so she's also somebody that, like, I look at like, wow, like, oh my gosh, you're freaking amazing, you know? So, yeah, I would say it would be her. Oh, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. I, I am loving this interview that I'm doing with you. This is an amazing experience, you know, as far as um, getting to know some artwork. Um, is there any future projects for you that you would like to talk about um, this year? So festivals coming up. Yeah, so I have um, the festival that, let me see, the third Friday Art Walk. I've been doing it for the last two months. And so I'm signed up for September the 15th. That's from 5 to 9 p.m. in the Strawberry Hill District, downtown Kansas City, Missouri. No, Kansas City, Kansas. Missouri gonna get me for saying that, so I can't do that. They don't like, they don't play. They like, look, there's a state line. What's up? Hey, Cherokee. <laughs> Thank you guys for joining. Thank so, you. Thank you. if anything, uh, um, I got that one. And then the date, uh, what is it? Mm. I keep wanting to say July. That's why I keep pausing. I don't know why I want to say July. It is so long. Um, but September the 16th is the Art Makers Fair. That's with the Art Alpine Art Center. And that festival, I believe they're still taking submissions. You know, so if there's anybody local that wants to attend, by all means, look up the Alpine Center. You'll be able to find them. It's easy. And then... Um, also, the 18th and Vine Jazz Fest, or not the Jazz Fest, we do have a Jazz Fest. That's <laughs> it's Black Arts Fest. And uh, that one is the 29th of September through the 1st of October. So I look forward to all of those coming up. But the Jazz Festival, the way they're talking about it, is going to be pretty big. So I got to make a lot of stuff. And I'm going to be there three days in a row. So. Yeah, so I've been trying to ramp it up to make sure I have enough art. But I'm pretty sure I will because my art coming from the gallery, um, anything that didn't sell, I'll have. And so really, all I'm doing right now is just focusing on creating 
my mask. I want to do Shango. I want to do Oya. I want to do another one of Oshun. Um, and then maybe a few other African deities. But I think there is it Archer Atcher. Gosh, I'll shoot you their name. But they're known there in London, and they wow me. Uh, but they make a lot of um, African deities, and it's beautiful. It's a couple, um, and their art is spectacular. Um, it's, it's just beautiful, and I'm glad that they're getting the attention that they deserve. They just finally uh, got their art into a gallery recently. So they shared that with all of us to see. Now, I don't know them personally. They did say they're coming to the States. They commented back and said, hey, we're coming to the States, girl. Hopefully you can see me, but I'm like, that, that's not the way the United States works. I'm pretty sure you're going to New York, and I won't be home. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go to work. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? I saw that there is a some African gallery in um, the UK. There's a lot. Uh, Black art is big in the UK. Um, the couple that I'm speaking of is from the UK. Well, I think I said that. Um, but um, it's pretty big out there. Uh, they don't play with that art. And then plus, uh, most emerging artists, you know, if you could afford it, typically take that tour to Europe to, you know, look at all of the art uh, that they've acquired because they have, like, a lot of... We'll just say they have a lot of art. I'm not going to say how they got it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but they have a lot of art in different art styles and all plethora, you know, from the greats. And then, you know, there are a lot of great artists that came from that area too, you know, that people know of. And so I really still want to take a trip out there. I kind of do. I'm in between. I want to go to Africa more than I would go there. Well, no disrespect to the UK. Like, I love y'all, mm-hmm. but, you know, I want to see what's in Africa. Absolutely, absolutely. And um, I would love to go there too, um, somewhere in Lagos. Um, yes. Somewhere in, yeah, Lagos is the city that I would love to go to. Yeah, that, that's a beautiful city. I've looked them up. Um, and then where else would I go over there? No, I think it'd be Lagos first. Because then you go there first, you connect with the people, and then you figure out where you can go. Because you know, some of the areas you're able to travel to and some is just like you on your own there. It's like going to Brazil. Yeah. It's always started at the beginning of time. 
and you know you can't just start history in the middle it has to start from where earth was developing exactly yes 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 um i enjoyed our interview it was basically a pleasure speaking to you i agree such an amazing artist you're a great interviewer most like usually i get all nervous and like it's easy talking. It's easy just explaining things. Maybe that's growth for me, but you made this process easy. I appreciate it. Thank you for allowing me to uh, be on your platform. It, it is such an honor to talk to a, a famous artist. It is such an honor. I am not famous. Well, to me, you are. <laughs> someone else said that to me. I was like, I'm just known, maybe kind of known. I am starting to like have locals know who I am because of the work that I'm doing in the city, but like everybody else outside the state knows what I'm doing, but nobody here knows. <laughs> 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 so I'm just like, I, I ain't famous. You're famous when you're Hey, everybody. What's going on? Um, I figured I want to um, add a little something here on this episode. Um, <coughs> excuse me, I'm a little bit under the weather, so um, please forgive me. Um, I enjoyed this wonderful, wonderful interview with. Lucille Terry, who is an up-and-coming artist who is taking the country by storm. I should say taking the world by storm with her um, fluid painting skills. Um, I've been so impressed and feel so obligated well, not obligated, but so privileged to talk to such a great talent like Lucille Terry. I wanted to add this on because I saw on Instagram where she did this on live. And Lucille Terry has had went through a horrific incident at Metro PCS to where she was refused service. I don't know the full situation or if it was a skin color issue because if it was, then Metro PCS ought to be ashamed of themselves and they ought to be boycotted straight up. All right. So I've decided that I will boycott Metro PCS until they fire that worker who discriminated against Lucille Terry. As I saw the video, she wouldn't even come out to speak or clear things up with Miss Terry falsely claiming that she has been harassing her and trying to threaten after speaking to Lucille and things of that nature and look at the video, 
she wouldn't do such a thing as to harass a Metro PCS worker. No. It seemed like the Metro PCS worker is prejudiced, rude, no customer service whatsoever. Just horrific. And believe it or not, that's not the first time that that's happened. It's not the first time. You know, I've dealt with something pretty similar. You know, at um, Metro PCS. I think it was a while back. But this time it was, what, a black female who would just look at me and act like she didn't want to do business. All right, I just <clears throat> was looking looking around for a phone. I uh, asked if they had the iPhone. She gave me a side eye for no apparent reason. Here's another incident. I used to take the HRT bus at Norfolk. All right, I was lost. I was very new to the city. And you have bus drivers with the worst attitude in the world. Was pissed because I was holding them up. They be giving that was one of the worst. Norfolk was probably the worst time to live in. I mean, it was probably the worst experience at the time. But mostly because of the um, public transportation. A lot of a lot of black females who, you know, work in customer service who are doing public transportation. Keep it a hundred, they're the worst in Virginia. Thankfully, I drive. All right. And candidly, that's why I have privately boycotted HRT over their poor customer service. I haven't rode a bus in 11 or 12 years in Virginia. Now, I have rode a public transportation bus back in um, 2016, no, 2015. Eight years ago when I was living in Tennessee um, with then my fiance at the time, I let her use my car so she could get back and forth to work. So I decided to, you know, take the bus just to go up to my job. I miss, I honestly miss um, Nashville community Center and Rehabilitation Center. That was where I was working at. Candidly, that was the best job I had. Even though it was a food service position, it was the best job I ever had because I was, I met the best, nicest people in the world. I had a close relationship with Harvey. Wayne, Lisa, um, Miss Letha, her um, 
her husband at the time. Um, a lot of great people, Teresa. There's so many great people that met Erica. Much love to you. Uh, this, she's like a sister to me. <clears throat> that was a special time. Uh, Marsha, everybody, y'all been so fantastic. I don't know if they remember me. I don't think they care to remember me. But I must say it was a great experience. I love all of you. I really do. And I have nothing but good things to say about all of you. I have nothing but great things. So I have to say this. Much love to Nashville, the city. But yeah. The HRT bus system here in Virginia, I've privately boycotted. <clears throat> I think their customer service issues is pathetic in my view. And you have some, um, you have white folks who are no different. I remember going to a rental car my dad was um, trying to rent a car, you know, to go to New York. And this guy, he was basically non-responsive. He didn't want to laugh. He didn't want to talk. He was just being a jerk. Don't want to smell anything. I wanted to say something to him, but customer service has been horrific everywhere. I mean, it's been horrific. So I, I must say this, the, the, the situation that Lucille has dealt with, that was heartbreaking to watch. Trust and believe me, I've been to something similar. All right. So until Metro PCS get their act together, I am privately boycotting it. <clears throat> You know, you don't have to sign a petition or anything. But we just want to let you know, Metro PCS, you are wrong. You are dead wrong. It won't be tolerated. I don't like what you did to my friend here. Because my friend, she didn't deserve that. All right. She is a great, a great artist. About she's she is a famous artist. All right, doing what she needs to do to help her family, but most importantly, help her community. She's an inspirational story. That's right. So, this day I am boycotting Metro PCS. So, if you guys want to boycott Metro PCS then we can start a movement right now until they let go of that employer or that employee in that case. Whether you're Karen or whether you are a sister girl, I don't give a damn. 
All right. Bad customer service will not be tolerated, period. So I'm here to show support for Ms. Lucille Terry. Please check out her artwork. And this segment is approved and has been approved by InterVisions of Sunrise Rex, the second piece 